Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hey, everyone, it's Danielle. Hey, everyone, it's Sari. Hi, this is Kimberly Robinson. And welcome to the Extraordinary Educator Podcast. This podcast is designed to bring you actionable tips for extraordinary educators. Each week, we will share best practices, ideas, and stories from extraordinary educators to help you thrive. And once again, we wanted to share that our thoughts and commitments are with you, students, your family, your students' families everywhere right now impacted by school closures. We hope this pre-recorded episode provides a smile and a reminder of the critical work that you do no matter where you're doing it from. And we invite you to visit curriculumassociates.com slash at home for resources to support learning at a distance. And we're really excited to talk with Kimberly today about uh, the ways that she is supporting learning from uh, remotely with her students. Yeah, so Kimberly, welcome to the podcast. Uh, why don't you take a little moment to introduce yourself? Who are you? What is your role? Anything about yourself? Just go ahead. <laughs> uh, my name is Kimberly Robinson, and my students have the joy of calling me Miss Robinson, which I love. <laughs> um, I teach second grade, so I'm huge about really incorporating social-emotional wellness into my instructional teaching methods. And uh, I thrive off of engaging um, with students, giving them that rigorous opportunity to find educational advancements, to, you know, manipulate things, learn different platforms. And it's been a challenge to find those ways, especially outside of the classroom. But I've found that the student response while using iReady has been so great. Oh, great. So, yeah, let's dig in. Like, I would love to hear, I mean, how, first off, how are you doing? I mean, this is a huge change. You've been asked to totally adapt and, you know, how, how are things going? It's been a lot of transition. We've had to have a lot of communication, which it's, it's a lot when you're constantly seeking support and I'm such an extrovert. So for me, it's like, who can I FaceTime? Who can I call? Who can I talk to? Because you're only as strong as the people you surround yourself with. So you need that community of support. Like if I were to just make myself an island and isolate myself thinking, okay, I've got this. I know the curriculum. I could just push this out to the kids. Then I'm really doing myself and my students and our community as a whole a disservice. So I found that in order for me to continue to thrive, it's like asking those questions, reaching out, staying connected, um, and just being mindful in everything that I do. It's not overwhelming the students. This week we started our online learning and just taking it those small baby steps and gradually introducing saturated content to students because once again, the students, the parents, and the teachers, we're all adapting as a community as a whole. And it takes a lot of mindfulness, uh, a lot of deep breaths. <laughs> um, but in the end, I think it's going to help keep it's going to bring a new dimension into teaching as a whole. It's going to help stretch teachers. And it's also going to make parents aware of just how much teachers really do and how much they care for their kids. 
Can so you, we've oh, seen yeah, so totally. much like all the funny memes on social media about how there's just this incredible appreciation for teachers now and and your your attitude is just so positive and from everything you said uh, whether it's wow teachers are learning new skills now and to just taking deep breaths for those of you who don't know Kimberly's Instagram handle is mindfully grounded we'll link it in the show notes but can you just talk more about how you've kept yourself in this positive headspace it's such a stressful time in people's personal lives and then also in your professional life and for families juggling jobs and homeschooling their children and all of this stuff just how do you get there and and stay there <laughs> well i can say for me it's all about self-care um being a clinical psychology major in the past uh before i got into education I really had to teach myself how to care for myself because otherwise I was just giving, giving, giving. And I'm such a giver naturally that I just want to take care of people. And out of that, it's a great thing, but it's also, it can be very defeating because you're giving and you're never getting filled up. And so I have to, I made this goal for myself out of my self-care is every day I give myself an hour where I turn my phone off, I get outside and I it's on my planner. It's on my vision board. And that's, that's Kim's time for herself. And it's uninterrupted. It's not serving anyone else. And it just fills me up. Like maybe it's a run, maybe it's praying, maybe it's spending time, um, you know, taking care of my spiritual life. You know, that looks different for everybody, but if you don't take care of yourself and sharpen your mind, your body and your soul as a whole, then you will be imbalanced. And during a time like this, when we are self-isolating and we are quarantining and the community is so much smaller on that scale, you've got to find those healthy resources, have community, make those phone calls to people, stay connected because the second that you put yourself on an island, both professionally and personally, is when you risk those defeating thoughts and, and you can take yourself out of that mindfulness and so I really work hard to incorporate joy, play, laughter. I am a five-year-old at heart. <laughs> I, and I think that's what makes me a great teacher is because I think like a child, I relate to children in that way. And it's really helped me a lot because I value playing. Maybe it's painting or riding a bike. And it fills me up to where when I go back into my professional setting, I'm able to pour out so much more to offer versus just my own strength. That's amazing. How would you say, I mean, totally amazing. In fact, that's something that I've been actually just creating a whole workshop around <laughs> everything that you just said, I totally resonate with. Mm -hmm. um, so speaking of play, speaking of mindfulness, how are you supporting your students with this? And virtually, like it's, I, it's so easy for you to, to create virtual or in-person experience in your classroom, but what are some ways you're helping to nourish their mindset while they're at home? Well, I have a Flipgrid set up. This is a really cool tool that I know on um, third through eighth grade is doing at our school, but it's where I upload videos of them or of myself and then they get to respond to my questions. So like my essential question or my big idea for the week. Um, like, for instance, we started last week just to get them familiar. We started with, how was your spring break? Tell me a funny story. Little kids were showing me their stuffed animals. And, like, they were so proud to show me their personal bubble. And they were getting really excited. And so there was all kinds of videos coming through, which I loved. 
And then as we transitioned this week into our instructional practice, I started asking more stimulating questions that got them like, okay, I have to go outside and I have to observe this and then record it. And kids were becoming very hands-on. They were taking very constructive ideas and then video recording it. Um, They were writing responses. And to second that, also Zoom. We've done Zoom meetings Mm -hmm. and the kids love it. Just laughing with them and hearing them all be so excited. We got on Zoom on Monday and the kids were like, how are you? How was your weekend? I'm like, you guys don't like that in the classroom. (laughs) And it's just creating that play and that laughter. Like, what did you do that was fun? What was your favorite thing that your mom cooked you over spring break? And it's just those creative outlets where it's not like, make sure you're doing your assignments, make sure that you're reading. It's like, hey, what are you doing to stay present? Are you showing leadership skills at home? Are you helping mom and dad? Are you maybe going for walks with grandma? Are you walking the dog? Are you taking the trash out? And it gets them thinking about different roles outside of an educational setting. Yeah, it sounds like you're really using this opportunity first to get to know your students better. They're seeing you in a setting they've never seen you in before. They probably love it because it's like, oh, she's a real person. She has a house too. (laughs) And then also just teaching other skills like leadership and and all of those things that you mentioned, um, which is unique to the circumstance and and just trying to see the positives there, which is super inspiring. I think a lot of uh, teachers would appreciate also. Yes. Yeah. And so what I would love to hear, especially since you're so positive and you are so engaging, how do you deal or what are some strategies you can share with other educators if students aren't showing up or if students, like, how are you, have you had any students not show up to your Zoom calls? Have you struggled with getting a hold of students through their families? Like, I know that's happening too. And educators are feeling really frustrated that they can't get a hold of some kids because you can't control that, right? Like you can host the Zoom call, but you're not there ushering them along. So what are some ways that you can, you know, just cope with that or any strategies you might have used? Well, first of all, the key takeaway is you need to be mindful. Not everybody is going to be able to get online. We have to understand that parents are working from home and they can't necessarily pull away from their jobs. So I have an ultimate respect for, first of all, the parents and the family dynamic. I'm not going to put unnecessary pressure on family on the family dynamic, but like only 14 out of 18 of my kids showed up on the zoom meeting. So it's like, well, I really wanted to see those other four kids, but instead of feeling like, okay, well, why didn't they show up? I sent out a message and was like, Hey, can we just do a private meeting then? Mm-hmm. Let me know what your schedule looks like. So the next time I schedule my zoom meeting, let's maybe instead of doing it at 12 o'clock, let's do it at four 30 in the afternoon when mom and dad are off work and they can set aside that 10 minutes for us to engage mm-hmm. and connect. And at the end of the day, even when you have children in your classroom, there's those parents that do not respond and they don't let their kids do homework and, it's like if you take it with a grain of salt because you have to focus on the big picture is okay. The overall big picture is to make sure that most of your students are actively engaged. They're working on it and kids are transitioning as much as technology driven. Our society is primary kids were thrown laptops, were given all of these user tools and then their parents are at work. And so it's, it's like, you have to be mindful and just take baby steps You can't bite off more than you can chew as a teacher. And a lot of these students, even higher education, middle school, high school, 
they're still learning all of these platforms and it's just communicate, take your time, be mindful about it. And at the end of the day, as long as your students are happy and healthy during this time, everything else is going to work out. Mm, I so love true. that. Yeah, and I love this tweetable. Tweetable. I just setting the small goals. Like it's, it's not that every single kid has to be super engaged in there and present. It's like let's just make sure I've had a touch point with every student this day or this week, and yes. and starting somewhere, and then progressively. You know, we're going to be here for a little bit, so we might as well just take baby steps, and and then you're able to accomplish more, and you don't you don't feel so defeated. Yes, because there's a lot. First of all, I know all the online platforms are crashing because there's just so, I mean, all 50 states are like, okay, let's figure out all these free tools. The world. Yeah. <laughs> it's our number one source right now. So it's like, well, could we get frustrated that it's taking a little bit longer to load or can we just step back and be like, okay, when it happens. And I mean, if you look through the media, a lot of parents and a lot of teachers are overwhelmed and we have to consider the mental health crisis that could happen due to this situation, due to the isolation, the lack of community. And you don't want to put unnecessary pressure and responsibility on parents because right now it's survival mode. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I communicated to my parents right off the bat, we're going to take baby steps together. You're not going to get 15 assignments in one day because I know at the end of the day, you've got to make sure your bills are paid, that your jobs are good and that your family dynamic is safe. So, I mean, to all the educators out there, just take a breath, do the best you can and understand that we're all in this together and we're all figuring it out. There's going to be loopholes. There's going to be left turns, right turns. But at the end of the day, we love our job. We love serving students. And if we keep that in mind, everything else will fall into place. Wow. Kimberly, you are a breath of fresh air. Thank you. (laughs) I know. Every single person, whether they're a teacher, a parent or not, could benefit from hearing you talk about this stuff. It's it's super inspiring. So thank you for being with us today and sharing all of your incredible best practices. That was amazing. We appreciate you. And we'd love to have you back uh, when things kind of return to normal and hear a little bit more about some of your classroom strategies. But thank you so much for sharing even just your thoughts, normalizing everyone's crazy emotions, because that's true. Everyone's feeling all these things and you just helped it just we just have to everyone's in it together. I love it. I don't want to repeat what you just said because you said it better than I could. So, um, unfortunately, that's that is all the time we have today because we're trying to keep these uh, a little bit short and digestible. But we so appreciate you. And um, where can they find us? Where can people find us and all the social media stuff? Yes, yeah, so we will link Kimberly's social media in the show notes as well. You can follow us on Twitter, see what other teachers are doing to support their students and families at Curriculum Associates and on Instagram at myiready. That's M-Y-I-R-E-A-D-Y. And again, for tons of resources, K-8 math and reading packets. We've also added more in the past few days and then guidance for educators and families in both English and Spanish, curriculumassociates.com backslash at home. So thank you again. And until next time, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.